holes. Eric and Nate, the bean holes. They're really pretty great. So shut up and listen to them talk. Eric and Nate. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Bean Holes. I'm Nate. I'm Eric. And today we are talking about things that almost happened or could have happened or maybe did happen in another universe with a journey into the multiverse of the Infinity Stones. Yes. Um, Part of our Avengers April initiative uh, here at the Bean Holes. And, um, and, And I'm excited because I had to do less work for this than I expect I'll ever have to do for for this type of episode because this our, our third episode of the month uh, was inspired largely by Marvel's own what if comics yep and uh, and when we're when we jump into the comics and what could have happened with the infinity stones instead of simply uh, doing, Hours and hours of research to decisions that that did not get made or got made differently. Uh, we just we just pulled up some what if comics and we have we have an actual Marvel Maya Mar- Marvel <laughs> multiverse. Um, and uh, for anybody who has not d- does not know what the what if comics are, l- seriously look them look up. it up look it up because um, they're just some very interesting storylines. Like we came across one. What if Uncle Ben never died from Spider-Man? Why are like, you handing me your phone? I was pointing to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the, yeah. Yeah. So, what if Uncle Ben never died? Yeah, there, so I saw one that was, uh, what if Aunt May had died instead? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was that the same one? or No, but I imagine it's just the same story. They just reprinted Spider-Man 1, but then had her die. <laughs> 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 Nothing really changes. <laughs> I bet I bet Uncle Ben gets pissed off and he becomes the 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 major supervillain. He he becomes the Green Goblin. Yeah. Uncle Goblin. Uncle Goblin. <laughs> Uncle Gob Ben. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh so anyway, we we've been looking at Infinity Stones, uh what if comics and found quite a few. Some Bad, some not as bad. Uh, that's Are you talking I about the outcomes or the quality of the book? Uh, I'm talking about the quality of the book. Okay. Um, I think, I mean, there, there, was, there was, I shouldn't say that they're only bad, but one was extremely bad. Yep. Um, and I got the feeling that the people writing it didn't like the character that they were writing about. Uh, they sabotaged and, uh, the story? Yeah. Huh. Or, I don't know. I've never liked the character, but we'll get into that. Actually, we'll probably get into that first, unless you really want to talk about one of your things. Well, first. the the story that I I came across um, is actually a current storyline going on in Marvel Comics, what? Um, and just the final issue hasn't come out yet. So it was actually really interesting to. Um, I think it'll be interesting to talk about something and basically promote, like, hey, that you can finish this story off. So yeah. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I looked at what if. Um, well, I guess, like I said, I wanted to talk about the one I hated first. Yep. That was what if the Impossible Man got the Infinity Gauntlet. Okay. Um, I don't know with one hundred percent certainty. Uh, I didn't bother double checking this. I'm just remembering things from 
from my childhood that I, I think are correct, but, you know, everybody misremembers. So I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure The Impossible Man is just a ripoff of the classic and also very annoying Superman antagonist uh, that I believe is pronounced Mr. Mixiezpidlik. Um <laughs> And uh, as as many of our fans would already know, Mixie is is a fifth dimensional being, um, and he has powers that that uh, basically make him nearly all powerful. But he's just a trickster, uh, impossible man in Marvel. Uh, whether or not I'm right about him being a ripoff, uh, he is he he is able to do. A lot of things. Uh, mostly, he just shapeshifts into into uh, things that are relevant to current Earth pop culture. He is obsessed with our own pop culture. Um, and I, when I, when they say Earth, uh, it seems like they mean stuff from the U.S. specifically. Uh, but um, but so is Marvel. So we'll give him a pass on that. Uh, I don't. I, I don't have any information on your, um, on your copycat. Yeah, but theory. But he he was created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, and even okay. just his even just his page. It's one of the worst characters I've ever. He is a pop up Ian. He's from the planet Pop Up, making him a pop up Ian. And I believe the planet Pop Up was swallowed whole by Galactus. I'm. I'm yep. I just yeah just read that. All right. So he's like the only one in existence, and um, yeah, and he's just nothing but American pop culture references and and powers that are made up to suit the situation. But he mostly just bothers people. I think mostly Silver Surfer. Yeah, it looks like he Silver Surfer Thanos, um, the New Warriors, and the X Force, and also enters into a wager with the alternate universe imp, Mister. Mixius Pitalik? Yeah. Nice. So they know each other. I wonder if they uh, combine those two characters in uh, Amalgam Comics. We'll sh- we should look into that someday. Absolutely. Anyway, let me t- tell you so about his story. So he gets the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. Um, first of all, let me just say we will also be looking at what if Silver Surfer got it and what if Green Goblin got it. Yeah. Um, you know, What if each of them had control of it? So um, first of all, Impossible Man... Uh, Back in the Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity War storyline, originally in the 90s, um, Adam Warlock has, is like coordinating all of the heroes at fighting Thanos. And, and one of the things is, is Silver Surfer is supposed to just like come in and just yoink, just grab the Infinity Gauntlet right off of Thanos at a, at a key moment. And... Uh, and so that's the moment when uh, when we enter this what if and uh, and it's what if right when he was about to send Silver Surfer in, Impossible Man just showed up and took it instead, and and he uh, so he he becomes the most powerful being in the entire universe just by grabbing this gauntlet, of course, um, and and putting it on. And then the entire thing is him begging Silver Surfer to let him keep the gauntlet. When, like, you can do whatever you want with the gauntlet. 
uh, as I understand it, you wouldn't even necessarily need to consciously um, make a decision. Just like the fact that he wants to keep it so bad would would probably be enough for Silver Surfer to not even bug him about it, at least for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Um, does uh, but does, yeah, does for it some get reason, creative with him having it, or is uh, it just no, him? No, very. As a matter of fact, they almost. Uh, if um, if if I'm not wrong, I didn't even check whether this was made before the one where Silver Surfer got it or after, but it seems like very much the same storyline to an extent, um, at least in the middle of it, because because since he just thinks Silver Surfer can decide whether or not he's worthy to have it and and that is what will let him keep it instead of the fact that he is God so he should just <laughs> um, be able to do what he wants with the thing. Um, <laughs> at least it would take everybody working together just like it did to, to get it away from Thanos in the real. Right. In the main universe. Um, so... <laughs> Anyway, he just spends all his time begging Silver Surfer to let him keep it, and he keeps like bribing him, and he's like, what if I brought back your planet of Zen Law so you could be with Shalabal once again? Um, I, think, I don't think I need to explain all that, but if I do, I'm going to do it when Silver Surfer does it for himself later. <laughs> um, and... So he's just bringing up scenarios of things he could do. No, he actually does it. He's oh, just he like, does bam, it. there's your home planet. And now you can hang out with this chick. And then Galactus is, is uh, actually, I forget if I'm conflating the two. <laughs> 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 I should have brought it up for reference. But um, yeah, it's it's really dumb. And, and it's lots of really... Uh, shoehorned pop culture references as any impossible man comic is and ultimately um oh yes i I know what happened so yeah he's like he's like i have all the power in the universe and i can give you this planet for you to leave me alone and silver surfer's like cool and galactus shows up and he's like not cool bro we gotta we gotta stop this this guy and impossible man in talking to Silver Server, he's like, he's like, I could never bring back my planet because Galactus ate it. And I, I was reading this, I'm like, you, you got the, f- you got the Infinity Gauntlet. You could do whatever you want. You can do whatever. You can have you that want. guy upchuck your planet. Yeah. Um. And. And they like talk him into bringing back his own planet, and that, but and for some reason, there's only enough energy to create one planet, so. So he sacrifices Zen La, Silver Surfer, slash Norrin Rad's home planet, um, to have his own planet, and then, and then Silver Surfer's miserable, and that's basically the story. Ugh. And I don't see why someone who's a god has you know, like power over the entire universe can only create one planet. Um, or why he even thought it would somehow be impossible to bring back his planet because Galactus ate it when he just brought back Zen La, which is was gone because Galactus it ate it. It definitely sounds like a, a horrible story for somebody to write. Yeah. 
And somebody maybe looking for work and Marvel's like, do you want to write this? What if the yeah. impossible man had the infinity gun? This guy's like, damn it. Yeah. Silver Surfer storyline a little bit better. Yeah. So what happens in that one? He sna- Silver Surfer snags it away from Thanos yeah. and then is tempted and he puts it on and he's like, I can fix all the wrongs in the world. And Adam Warlock and like every cosmic being is like they, they all show up and they're like, dude, you can't. You're no mere mortal can wield this. This is why one of the reasons we didn't want Thanos to have it. Um, you you, you got to give it up. You might think you're doing the right thing, but you don't have the, you know, the point of view of a, of a true cosmic being. You You can't. You can't imagine what the repercussions are. It's like I'm a silver guy in a surfboard in (laughs) space. How do I not know? Um, And so just like in the Impossible Man story, he brings back his own planet um, instead of Impossible Man. And and then like his. Yeah. Then he's reunited with Shia LaBelle, his his love from before he became the Silver Surfer. And then like. She's ruler of the planet, and people come up to her for help, and she's like, leave me alone. Can't you see my boyfriend's back? <laughs> and and he starts to see, like, oh, she's not that cool. Um, and I don't know whether this was, like, he brought her back imperfectly or he brought her back perfectly, but he's grown as a person uh, and, yeah. and, and, or, or what it is. But, you know... he kind of regrets that and then he starts he becomes like a tyrant and is like trying to eliminate everybody that he sees as evil in the whole universe and um and ultimately uh he's pretty much convinced that he uh, he's too flawed to to be god and he just kind of gives it up and 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 to everyone else in the universe it's like they're like, oh man, it's too bad Silver Surfer is dead and gone now. And then it cuts to him with Shallow Ball, like on the beach. So like, I don't know, they're in heaven or they made another. I, it was, I, I was getting tired by the time I read it. I honestly, <laughs> it, it, if the Silver Surfer is on a beach, do you rub his body with WD forty? No, I. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Um, no, I believe. Well, first of all, if he was made of iron, absolutely. Um, side note, just for our listeners, uh, a lot of people think WD-40 is a lubricant. It is not. The WD stands for water displacement. It's designed to keep water out of things. It is a very, very horrible lubricant. Stop using it like that. Anyway, um, so yeah, he wasn't Silver Surfer anymore. He was Norrin Rad. Um, so he's like. Back to being human, other than not having hair. Well, not that sufferers of alopecia or male pattern baldness or <laughs> or their own razor blade are not human. Um, and I don't know. Is, do you really suffer from alopecia or do you just not have hair? Both. I forgive you if calling you a sufferer offended you. <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say I forgive you. I meant to say I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry if, for if forgiving you're offended. You. I forgive you. Let's do let's do the next ten minutes of just apologizing for how Sorry. we apologize. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um and finally, uh Green Goblin one was I think the best out of them. Do you mind if we end with that? Because mine is pretty grim. Okay, yeah, let's do that. I I, I want to end with something good. Mine is too, but you go ahead. M- mine is uh <laughs> what it it does have to do with the Infinity Gauntlet in a way, but it is what if Thanos wins. Right. 
what if he actually gets everything he wants? What happens? Um, and it's a multi uh, arc storyline in the Thanos comic books, which are currently ongoing. But the story is whatever's going on with young Thanos um, current day is he's brought to the future mm-hmm. millions of years in the future where he rules over the universe. He is one of very few beings still living in the universe. Um, so ancient Thanos brings like practically a teenager Thanos. Yeah. All the way. All the way to the future. I never thought of Thanos as like a young adult, but okay. If he was like 30, this is his, like he's just millions. He's got this big, big beard and sits upon a throne. Kind of like in the killing joke where the Joker has that throne of like skulls. Mm. He's just um, got all these bones around him. He has the Ghost Rider as a right hand, like as a servant. Mm-hmm. Is he like a pet? No, it's actually, you know who the Ghost Rider is? Frank Castle. Oh, that's interesting. I it's think interesting. I did hear that, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the story under that is when he was doing all of his killing, um, Frank Castle, you know, who had no care in the world to get involved with this. Took Punisher, a, for those of you that Yeah, the Punisher realize. took a deal with uh, Mephisto mm-hmm. to become the new Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. Went off into space and then eventually became Galactus's right-hand man, mm-hmm. his new herald. And when Thanos killed Galactus, his throne is actually in the skull of Galactus. <laughs> um, he basically Wait, what? S- yeah. His, his what? His skull, like Galactus's head. Oh, okay. Okay. Is, Got it. Is where the throne is. Um, so after he took down Galactus, he just said, like, look, I could take you out or you could just help me out with some stuff I don't really want to do. And so Frank Castle works for him. Um, and he actually, his pet is the Hulk. He's kept the Hulk alive, but he's been feeding him humans, including Steve Rogers. Nice. Which was a, and the Hulk wants to just be ended. Um, did he? Did he make a salad and put put the meat in there? I don't. I don't think there was much greens around other than the Hulk. But oh man, I accidentally set you up for a bad joke. Ah. Uh, okay. Keep what, going. What was? <laughs> um. So I know that the story then has uh, the Silver Surfer is one of the very few beings still alive, uh, cosmic or otherwise. Pretty much any hero on Earth is gone. Every villain on Earth is gone. Um, The Silver Surfer shows up uh, with a few other beings to help take down Thanos, but now there's two of them. (laughs) So they take the entire fight, and they both kind of, Ghost Rider, I think, ends ends, uh, dies in that fight as well. but when it's just the two Thanoses sitting there after the fight, they both kind of come to terms that like the only thing they've ever really cared about is Lady Death. Yep. Um, and that that's all you know older Thanos has ever wanted. She shows up in a marriage, like in a in a gown, a wedding gown, a wedding gown, and is like, "I'm gonna marry one of you." That's <laughs> where the issue ends. Is now they're probably setting up a fight of old Thanos versus yeah. young Thanos. So that's where the, the story is, is going to conclude. But it was just, it was, uh, and I, I'm, I'm going. Gonna, I'm going to predict how it ends. Okay. Old Thanos wins the fight, kills young Thanos, negating his own existence. And everything resets. Yep. That's pretty cool. Um, or young Thanos wins, and she's like, well, you're not the one that actually killed everybody like now you're just the brat i didn't you can like stay here 
Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was very, I mean, I'm going through very quick cliff notes because this is like multi-issue story, but it is, it was just very cool to see what a possible future would be like if Thanos just takes out all the heroes, all villains, more than half of humanity in the universe, and then is just alone, mm. really, by himself. So... Pretty cool. Yeah, pretty grim. Pretty, but pretty cool. There was just there was cool parts in it, um, especially coming from the perspective of young Thanos right. being kind of like the hero in this situation. I'm not. Sh- well, it, well, when he shows up, he's like, he's he's not happy about his older self. He's like, you, you you've done more than you should have. This yeah. was not what I intended to do, and you just keep killing and. Um, it's like constantly killing half of the. Like over and over, killing half of the people. Yes, in the yes. So he, in in a way, he's like, I'm not as evil as you. So it just yeah. kind of makes him uh, uh, sort of an anti-hero in that situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and that's you know, Thanos has never really been considered a villain, just an antagonist. Like he he has reasons for what he's doing, and it's not just f- because he's a freak and loves death itself. He. Uh, you know, he he believes he's restoring balance to the universe, um, and 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 he's a he's a more complex character, especially when you uh, the the things they've done after the original Infinity War story. Yeah, and that's why a lot of people were upset that the directors of Infinity War are comparing him to Darth Vader, or their, um, and you got to remember the the greatest antagonists in history. You can all be sympathetic with in some ways. Yeah, like you can understand what they're doing, what they're going through. Hence, why everybody likes Killmonger from the Black Panther movie. Like there are people who can understand what he's doing, and in his story, he's the hero. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Moving so green, on. Green Goblin. Yeah, my what if was what if Green Goblin um, had the Infinity Gauntlet, <laughs> and it doesn't start from like how he would have gotten it from Thanos. It just starts with he already has it, pretty much. Actually, because that is the harder question to ask. Yeah. Is how did he even get it? Yeah. So, um, so it actually starts with a flashback, and it's young Norman Osborn and his father Ambrose, um, who's very abusive and and um, and. Pretty much just doesn't love his th- son, and and uh, so we get to see the same thing you see with Harry Osborn and his father being abused. Um, uh, so you see a little bit of that, then we flash forward, and Norman Osborn is like already like he's like president of Earth just because he wanted to be, and uh, you know, and anybody anybody who he's we basically start with him already having the Infinity Gauntlet and achieving everything he wanted to achieve except earning his father's love. So what he does is he <laughs> pulls, he, he snatches his father from the past uh, and brings him forward and is like, look at what I've done. You thought I would never amount to anything. Now I'm God. I'm president of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> but and I got this glove that <laughs> glows. Um, does he explain the Infinity Gauntlet to his dad or no? Just he, he does. He basically, he's like this, I mean, really simply, he's like, this makes me actually God. Uh, there's nobody in the world that's more powerful. And his dad's still like, me. yeah, yeah, <laughs> I would have done it better. Like, how, you know, <laughs> how did a loser like you ever stumble into, into this job? And uh, Oh, my goodness. And so then he just starts, like Norman starts, uh, he uses the power to just force his dad to, suddenly start praising him 
and and he's like, I love you, son. You're so wonderful. You're the greatest guy ever. Uh, I was wrong, and you are awesome. And Thanos shows up, and he's like, dude, give me my glove back. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and... I, I hope that the, that that's the exact <laughs> words. He just walks in the door and he's like, "Dude, give me my glove back." No, he was like, "You have something that belongs to me." Um, like my is that, voice. Is that the voice you read it in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I imagine. I imagine sounds, he sounds like Gilbert Gottfried a little bit. <laughs> it that actually it sounds a little bit like um, like the uh, the voice they're giving the Venom symbiote in the. Uh, <laughs> In the trailer, but I hate that she keeps saying symbiote. What's her name? Uh, Sean Ralphio's sister. Oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. I always forget her name though. She's she's playing like a, a character in Venom. Sean anyway. Ralphio's sister. <laughs> symbiote, please. <laughs> um, Venom, please. <laughs> so. Uh, no, I totally. I was just about to start explaining the Venom trailer. Go look it up. Um, <laughs> so, so Thanos, yeah, he shows up. He's like, "Give me my glove back." Norman Osborn is like, uh, "No, let's fight." And he just turns himself into like a Green Goblin, like phys- like he becomes the Green Goblin, not a guy in a suit, but like. So, but he bulks up like the Hulk, like he's uh, so like the ult- so the ultimate Green Goblin. Have you ever seen that where he's actually like a big green? I guess I haven't. Or maybe I'm that's where they I got haven't. that from. Hold it on, they um, in the Ultimate Universe, instead of him just wearing kind of like a costume, or uh, they've actually made him kind of like a Hulk Green Goblin. So that's probably where they got that from. Yeah. So that's yeah. He turns into that thing, and and. He like tries to do. He's even bigger than what you're showing yeah. me right now. Uh, but he 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 tries to duke it out with Thanos. But Thanos is just like, uh, what's this thing with your dad? Like he, you clearly are just controlling him. He's never really gonna love you. He never did. He never respected you. You're always. You can win. You can beat me. You can be God. But you can't ever make it so that your dad actually cared about you. And he starts freaking out, and then he just like makes he he turns it on his dad, and he's like, "I'm gonna erase you from all of existence. You never even existed." And Thanos is like, "Ha ha ha, gotcha!" And so and he just <laughs> God. yeah no so yeah <laughs> the Infinity Gauntlet falls. <laughs> That's pretty much what happens. Norman Osborn is just like, "But wait, if I didn't have a dad, then I don't exist." And then he disappears. Hold on. All I gotta say is Thanos is an incredible psychiatrist. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's a master manipulator. Yeah, I mean, but he was he was. He that's a real insight. Into, he's like, yeah. look, you no, you can control your dad however you want, but in your head, you know that you're own, like it's only working because you have that gauntlet. Yeah, he he baited him into uh, erasing himself from existence. He Thanos is a master baiter. Oh, fantastic! Keep on beaning. Look it up.
Henry Camden.